couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. I know you were really upset they were at its best studio. Actually, it turned out not to be such a bad thing. Do you want to get suspended? What? I'm not breaking any rules. Minnie, Mr. Raditz said? He said no visible underwear. Do you see any underwear? No. That's right. Because I'm not wearing any. Narbos and Broomheads, and uh, we are back with Season 3, Episode 3, You Got the Look. And I'm not going to take a poll, but uh, I will say I am not wearing any visible underwear right now. So, uh, <laughs> just so that you're all aware, uh, we've got uh, got our regular lineup and a guest for today's show. Looking forward to getting right into this uh Relatively famous, I think, episode of uh, Degrassi, The Next Generation. Uh, so, taking you through it tonight is me, Alan, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. You can find me at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. And uh, I'll tell you other ways to get in touch with us in a second. But uh, before I do that, I'm going to pass it over to uh, my other regular friend for this podcast <laughs> out in Regina, who is who's Ar- a hangover, <laughs> hangover Arlo. Yeah, hangover me. Not a real hangover. I just got the vaccine hangover. I received my final part of my Pfizer Moderna cocktail uh, yesterday, and I am feeling the effects and low-key dying right now. (laughs) But I'm going to soldier on because I'm so excited for this episode. This is such a good episode. Dare I say, I think it's the best episode of Degrassi The Next Generation thus far. Oh, big claim. Yep, big claim. And I'm not saying it's the best one ever. I'm saying so far. Um, So you can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. And a quick vaccine update. I believe, Arlo, you got your shot yesterday, which would place you at third place amongst us. Yes, I have the bronze (laughs) for the Uh, podcast. We we speculated uh, on our last episode on who would be first to get them. And um, Courtney and I thought we would be in last place, and we ended up being first and second once again. So... Yay! Though I'm double AstraZeneca, which means, you know, I have like no status. The the nasty mm-hmm. thinks that I may as well have just injected like pee into my 
<laughs> system. I'm sure if you need a booster in the future, you'll have you'll have a booster in the future. Yeah. That was kind of my thinking yeah. um, when I was, you know, I just took the first one that was offered to me because I've made it through this pandemic, you know, preaching that the experts know what they're talking about and I don't know what I'm talking about. So the experts say that it's fine to mix and that you should take the first one that you're offered. And that's what I did. And I feel really at peace with that choice. I'm comfortable with mine too. As long as they say you have two shots and you can do things, I'll figure out the rest later. (laughs) And they told me I'm not going to die from it. So I'll take that. (laughs) As I say right now, this is what, this is the audio that they'll play at my funeral three months from now, but (laughs) Anyways, uh, on that morbid note, uh, we have an email address. It's narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. And our guest tonight reached out via that method. Uh, Not too long ago, we got into uh, chatting and decided to uh, bring her on for an episode. So Mia Bradburn is joining us. Hello. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on social media, but it's really not worth it. So I won't bother sharing my socials because I'm kind of on a... A break, so don't worry about it. Uh, so when you uh, joined us on Skype, you were wearing this rad Degrassi sweater, and that's like old, old school, right? It's pretty old. I don't really wash it anymore. It's kind of like a kid's blankie. I take it out like every few uh, few years if that if I need to for conversation, and uh, then it just lives in the cedar chest. Yeah, it's pretty uh, old school, like Degrassi Junior High, property of Degrassi kind of memorabilia. So uh, take us through your Degrassi fandom. Yeah, so um, I am 42. So I discovered Degrassi as a kid when I was, I guess, in grade three. So a little precocious, although I'm sure most of the storylines kind of went over my head because they were in grade eight, I guess, the main characters, grade seven and eight. Um, For some reason, my mom let me watch it and let me stay up late uh, till nine o'clock on Monday nights when I was eight I guess did you have Um, older siblings or no actually I don't and I don't know if she just didn't like come in the room and watch it because I was pretty sheltered like I was an only child till I was nearly 10 and for some reason I was uh, allowed to watch the show um even though they were otherwise pretty protective so it was kind of like my secret show and I didn't have any friends who watched it either so it's been really fun like a a real kind of nostalgic blast listening to the podcast with you guys because you uh, you show me that there really were other people my age who also loved Degrassi um, because I never had these conversations with people growing up. So even my friends in high school were like, ah, Degrassi's stupid. So yeah, and my husband doesn't never watched it either. He's he's kind of the age of the actors and nah, not interested. So this has been a lot of fun during Aww, the pandemic. No one to talk to about it. I don't have any Degrassi friends except you guys. Aww. So I'm guessing then you were not at Degrassi Palooza. No, I didn't go to Degrassi Palooza. Although recently I ordered a Zit Remedy mask from Pat Mastriani and I got a really cool Zit Remedy sticker that I put on my journal. So Nice. You know. <laughs> well, if they ever do Degrassi Palooza too, you'll have to make sh- the trip. I oh. should go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I knew about it and didn't go and kind of wished I had, but I would have had to go alone. <laughs> and your original note to us was talking about uh, Pontypool, this book. Yes. Yes, I, uh, the first time I wrote you, um, they just kind of referenced it in that one episode where JT and Toby were just kind of at the end of their book report and were like, and that's Pontypool, changes everything. And um, then Miss Kwan referenced it in like the first or second episode of season three as the class was going to read it. And I thought, 
oh my gosh, don't, don't do it, Miss Kwan, because I read that book several years ago and it's not appropriate for children. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some disturbing elements in there. Um, the, the movie was decent, um, kind of took out the most disturbing of the disturbing elements of the novel. And uh, I'm not into like slasher flicks or anything, but it was good, I guess, be like a zombie movie. Um, but it's a local author because Pontypool is like 20 minutes south of Lindsay. So I was doing my part to support local. And uh, yeah, one of those books where I thought, ooh, I'm not sure I wished I had read that. Uh, we also got an email uh, in the last week from uh, an old friend, uh, Mr. Rube Dog, gave us a quick uh, note. And, yeah, uh, Rube Dog. And he said, um, I like Wolf Girl 2, Nadia Ymir, <laughs> but I'm sad to report the actress Moni Yassir passed away in 2019. Oh, no. And then he has a crying face emoji and a wolf face emoji. So. Aww. Uh, but uh, yeah, she uh, she had neurofibromatosis and uh, and has passed away. So, uh, well, her legacy lives on. Yes, yes. Do uh, I know Wolf Girl? Who is she? I've I haven't watched all of season two, so I'm kind of. Uh, I think I'm missing some new characters. She's a friend of Kendra's. Um, oh, okay. And she won the I think seventh grade science fair for her project on wolves. <laughs> Where she famously, oh. where she famously said, I think it was something like, you know, and and maybe one day we'll find, you know, we'll discover that the wolf is actually our friend. Is <laughs> oh, I think I heard you guys reference that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I watched episodes one and two, and then the final two of season two, and uh, I've got all the ones in between to catch up. So yeah, and so of course, like a bunch of mature adults, all we've done is make fun of the wolf girl for. <laughs> And now she's dead. And she's passed away. So <laughs> I, I think it's just because we're so desperate for these background characters <laughs> yeah. that are so few and far between in Next Generation that once like there is a background character that you can find out any information about, we just kind of mm-hmm. belong onto it. Yeah, they don't really get those little throwaway lines that you could always, like if you pause it and rewind, you could hear in Degrassi kind of in the halls passing yeah. comments and things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're talking about You Got the Look. You Got the Look is episode three of season three of Degrassi, The Next Generation. It aired in Canada on October 1st, 2003. Nine days later, on October 10th, 2003, it aired in the U.S. Uh, the written uh, the writers are uh, Jana Senor and Brendan York, and the director is Stefan Scaini. And, uh, they feel like new names to me. Have we heard these names before? I remember Stefan Skyini, I think we've seen before. I don't remember the other ones. Um, so You Got the Look is named after a song by Prince. Uh, the song was released in 1987. It is off of the Sign of, uh, Sign of the Times LP. And it's, uh, it's a jam. Like, absolutely... <laughs> Uh, go have a listen to it if you're not familiar with it. Of course, because it's a Prince song, it is spelled uh, capital U. Got the look. So, did you watch the music I... video? I don't think I've watched the video music video in a while. The one with Sheena E or Sheila E. I don't know because I don't remember what Sheena E looks like. There's a lot of girls in the video, but there's this guy, like sort of a background character in the video, that's wearing these sunglasses that are like leg lamp tassels. So, you know, like the fringe on the bottom of the leg lamp. Uh-huh. Oh my Those God. are just covering the whole front of the piece. <laughs> so he's just got these dangly tangles 
in front of his eyes as his sunglasses. And I kind of want a pair. <laughs> I'm sure you can find them eBay. eBay must I probably. Uh, so in this episode, of course, we, uh, I mean, Arlo, you've used the term glow up <laughs> many <laughs> times. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm going to defend Manny a lot in this episode, I think. Like, I, she wanted to glow up and she glowed up. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> uh, Mia, any, any general thoughts before we roll into it? Um, I, I found it was kind of a 180, her, her glow up, not so much the, the fashion choices, although it certainly were different from what I recall her wearing before, but, um, the attitude changed very sharply. I think we, yeah, we saw little glimpses of it. Like, you know, she, she stuck up for herself to Paige and. Yeah, that's true. Like, ultimately she kind of got you know, fucked over. Well, she didn't get fucked over by Craig. He just wasn't into her and didn't really express it that nicely. <laughs> mm. You know, but you know, he, he, she hasn't been fucked over by Craig yet. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, we, we've seen little glimpses of her being a little bit fierce, but also, um, her image is like, I'm really cute and adorable and blah, blah, blah. And as usual with a lot of things in the next gen, we don't really get a lot of lead up to this moment. It's just kind of all of a sudden at the start of this episode, she's just like, I'm different now. <laughs> yeah. And, and all of a sudden this confidence in the, like, I, well, I certainly didn't wear clothing like that in, well, ever or in grade <laughs> nine, which she in grade nine. Um, but the, the swagger she had with the certain piece of clothing she was wearing, I thought, mm -hmm. Oh wow, that's very confident. So, Starting off this episode, the bus has arrived back at Degrassi from, I believe it's a soccer game. Uh, the only reason a very, I'm... A, a very muddy soccer yeah, game. The only reason I'm a little bit confused is because all the players are covered in mud. And like... And the I, sun is shining? Yeah, like I played a lot of <laughs> soccer when I was a kid. And on sunny days, you did not get mud all over yourself playing soccer. <laughs> uh, so Spinner is covered in mud. Uh, I believe Paige says, Paige was there with the Spirit Squad, I believe she says she can't believe we beat them 6-2? to two? Yeah, I think so. Um, and Spinner is really impressed with our friend Sully. Uh, so when we last saw Sully, he was trying to buy a stolen iPod, um, known as a high-end <laughs> MP3 player from Spinner. Uh, so... Uh, Spinner is impressed because Sully bended his last kick. This is 2003, so I guess oh, we're yes. like... Bend it like Beckham. Yeah, we're in like oh, David right. Beckham times. Uh, Sully then walks past the two of them, and Manny is also uh, following along. And she tries to speak with him and says he did great, and he blows her off. <laughs> He's just like, mm -hmm. yeah, I gotta go. And he is also covered in mud. Uh, Paige points out that Manny has a crush and wonders if Sully would be interested. Uh, basically, uh, Spinner, or sorry, Manny asks Pin, uh, Spinner and Paige if he'd be interested. Spinner doesn't want to say it, and so Paige is like, yeah, he wouldn't she's, be into you. She's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hun, he wouldn't be into you. Uh, she does think that uh, she knows about 10 guys who Manny would be adorable with. And Manny says she doesn't want to be adorable, 
Bunnies and puppies are adorable, which is interesting because I believe Manny has made reference to bunnies and puppies in the past. Uh, (laughs) So now all of a sudden she is done with them. Paige says if Manny doesn't want to be cute, she should change her image, which I think ties back the very first time we see Paige in season one, episode one. It's the new year and a new page. So at least that's consistent. Well, and we also see Sully talking to a very hot girl. So (laughs) I feel like this is the catalyst for Manny. Mm -hmm. And Paige gives her the inspiration. If you don't like it, change it. Good for you, Paige. Mm -hmm. Uh, The show opens. Uh, I've decided I still hate this remix of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's still too childish. But uh, Mm -hmm. anyways. It is better. Yes. Also, I never less grating. I I didn't note this before, but of course, in these credits now, as we kind of scan around to all the uh, credited uh, actors and actresses, we get to around a picnic table. It's Snake, Spike, Joey, and Caitlin. And I was thinking, like, did you all come to the school for lunch? Like. Like, sure, they yeah. came to meet Snake for lunch. Like, Let's why say. doesn't Snake just go and meet them? Like, <laughs> you're gonna eat lunch at, at the junior high high school that you went to? Come on, guys. Yeah, go to go to the dot or something. Yeah, yeah. Or volunteering for the insect club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly, quietly. <laughs> uh, so Emma and Manny are walking to school, and Emma says she's starting a group, and it's called Sight. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> students improving the environment. Uh, Manny, like all of us, is clearly uninterested. Uh, but I mean, I guess I appreciate Emma's commitment and drive That's for cool. this stuff. Yeah. It's... <laughs> uh, Manny is uh, paying attention probably because Spike pays her to do so. Um, mm-hmm. Mia, I don't know if you... I've heard this theory, but oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Manny it, is getting it, it tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Manny's just earning that spike money. Uh, she's also wearing apparently the check like bounced in this episode though. Like yeah, we get into it later. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, she is wearing a massive zip-up sweater, uh, <laughs> which would well, already... she's like she's like Stephanie K, right? Like her parents are strict. Yes. We've heard before in the past oh, that yeah. her parents are strict. She can't go out on school nights or whatever it is. So they would never put up with these clothes. I don't know where she obtained the clothes from. Well, we know where As she... As per usual, we, we never know, know. We know where she obtained one of the pieces of clothing from. But <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she's not wearing it yet, though. Uh, so Manny tells Emma that her mission is that she wants to be hot, not cute, not adorable, but hot. And right on cue... She takes her sweater off. She's got... It's... Is it like... I, I don't even know how to describe this. It's like a matching, like, hottie sweatsuit. It's like sweatsuit. a velour sweatsuit. Yeah. Like yeah, velour carry towel. Yeah. Yeah. Mint Very, green. Like a juicy, juicy sweatsuit. <laughs> like the kind of, of pants with, with that a, would have words on the bum. Yeah, that kind of thing. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it has a, um, like, a bandeau top. Yeah, so yeah. she's got exposed shoulders, exposed midriff. She lets her hair down. She has like an she's a giant scrunchie where like her hair comes down and suddenly she's hot. Like they could have had her do this in slow motion and literally, I mean, they couldn't afford the royalties, but in the background you could have, you got the look, you got the look. So, yeah. Uh, she says she's not getting dumped this year. We'll see. Uh, so... 
they continue their walk to school. Um, Emma is momentarily phased, but then they just keep walking. But someone else is phased. We have JT (laughs) rolling as slowly as possible on a skateboard, staring at Manny, (laughs) and he ends up taking a uh, dive off the uh, curb onto the road. So there you go. Because, you know, guys, as we're going to see in this episode, like, are comically interested in <laughs> in Manny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've I've been interested, like, you know, I've seen people who I found attractive and have looked at them, but, like, never to the extent of having a clumsy accident. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, uh, I mean, it's JT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there is a point in like later in the episode where she walks down the hall and one guy literally gets thrown into a locker behind her <laughs> kind of thing by her hotness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is. They are comically into it. I will say too, like they the use of music in this episode, I found it very effective. Sort of every time Manny is having like a hot moment, they're playing sort of this sexy hip hop music kind of thing. And so I was mm-hmm. curious about the artists and both of the songs that they use for those moments were written by the same duo, but they were recorded by different people. So one of them is called Get It Right This Time, which was written by Michelle Weiss-Meslin and Matthew Gerard. Um, and the other one is Talk to the Hand, written by the same people. So Get It Right This Time was performed by Ebony Burks, who is actually a vocalist of some regard, apparently. And uh, Talk to the Hand was performed by Denane. And I could find zero information on this person or band. I mean, if you typed in JLo knockoff music, you would find <laughs> you would find. I it. thought they used it to great effect for her hot moments. I'm finding that so far in this season, the music is a lot better. Like they're they're using they're using. Well, I mean, more, it's more it's more varied for sure. And they're using like, songs with more words. Than one band. And, Last season, it was just Thule, yeah. which is a fine <laughs> band and a fine album, I'm sure. But you know. Uh, so here we go with the B plot. Uh, we got Joey about to take Angie somewhere in his car with the, with the top down. So his non hair can flow. And, uh, Angie is asking for juice. Joey has forgotten it, but there's Craig to the rescue. Always. He's got a box of juice. Marco is with Craig. Joey asks Craig if he's ready to celebrate the end of his grounding for skipping class, which it seems like Craig has forgotten that he <laughs> that he's been grounded and that it's over. <laughs> Which is weird. Also, like typically parent parental figures don't celebrate the end of your grounding. Like, I don't know. They're like, mm. I hope you learned something. Yeah. Uh Marco says their band needs their lead singer back, so that's good news. And Joey is like, her? Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Uh, So he tells them that he used to be in a band, and Craig says, yes, you've told us a million times. And Joey is very eager to offer up his garage, which, like, we've seen his house. I don't know where the garage is, but he's got a garage. And then he gets in the car, and he yells, rock on dudes, and flashes the (laughs) devil horns, and drives away singing, everybody wants something. Oh, God. So, yeah. yeah, and he's using a weird kind of like dorky voice a lot. Like he throws his voice in weird ways in this episode. <laughs> like when he drives away, then he's like, "Everybody wants something." <laughs> I noticed like, that too. I was yeah, like, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what about like we've 
seeing some of what Joey listened to, because we literally saw him throughout junior high and high school, like, what about Joey's musical taste screams rock on dudes? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't get that. Scum. Ah, I guess you're right there. Right? Th- though we never really heard Gourmet Scum's music, right? But the That's like true. the poster for Gourmet Scum looked like a punk show. <laughs> like, but then remember, it probably wasn't. But I don't think like Harem Scarum would say "Rock on, dude." <laughs> <laughs> but then remember the the savages, and like you'd hear that name and be like, "Oh, this has got to be hard." And then it's like rock and roll. Oh yeah, <laughs> takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of your soul. Ah. <laughs> uh, so we are now back at Degrassi in class. Uh, they are watching a video, and JT can't stop looking at Manny, and they're sharing a moment, and he just says, <laughs> she's like, what? And he's like, I was just looking at your, and she's like, my what? And then he <laughs> I, he does not answer, honestly. He uh, <laughs> sees that she is doodled on a page in her notebook, and so he offers to do a doodle interpretation. And at that very moment, oh. Liberty tells him to shush. <laughs> Did you notice the music on the, um, well, the slideshow was like one of those old school ones where it like advances and clicks up the screens, which I thought maybe would have been gone by 2001. But <laughs> like I don't the- know. But the music <laughs> that was playing over the frog thing sounded kind of like Hinterland Who's Who. There was one point where the flute music, I was like, oh, that sounds like. <laughs> they've they've used it. They used that in the previous season, so they could have gone back to it for sure. Yeah, they already uh, have the rights. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so JT goes on. They're they're doing this flirty conversation. He's like, "I'm a doodle interpreter. Oh, what do my doodles tell you?" Blah 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 blah. And then the second cock block with Miss H telling him to shut up. So. <laughs> I find Manny really interesting in this scene. It's like she notices that JT is interested. And like she's just like, huh, this is interesting. Let's <laughs> let's lean into this and see what happens. Like you can just see it on her face that she's just kind of, huh, leaning into it. <laughs> let's see what happens. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Joey is back at his place. He is with Sydney. So we met Sydney briefly at the uh, baby shower for Spike, Sydney is Joey's girlfriend who appeared out of nowhere between seasons two and three. Yeah. Uh, he talks about how he has candles, and or she talks about how he's got candles and an apron, and he's like, I'm full of surprises. And he starts to make it out is, with her. It, it does yeah, not end in a food fight. No. There's a big missed opportunity for Gowan here. I was like, oh. <laughs> Moonlight <laughs> Desires, it's the right time. Yes. Yeah, except then Joey cock blocks himself because he hears rock music out of the garage and he's like, let's go check out what the children are doing. Like, yeah, and he's like talking and kissing her at the same time and it was grossing me out. Like <laughs> eyes are wide open and he's kissing her in the middle of talking. I'm like, just do one or the other. <laughs> and he's, it's just like, this is a prime opportunity. She's in the house, in the mood. Children are outside. They're not coming in for a while. Like Joe only needs five minutes, you'd assume. Like, come on, Joey. <laughs> Uh, so he goes, uh, out to hear the band. We go to the garage where the band is practicing. Uh, they're terrible. Uh, Craig. This band, this band does have a name. It's not mentioned in this episode, but it will eventually be named Downtown Sasquatch. And they're eventually, I believe they become okay. 
Like they're not they're never fantastic, but they're pretty good, aren't they? I don't recall where they go from here. I, I thought they were better you. than the Zit Remedy. They appeared to have more musical knowledge anyway, because Jimmy asked what key. <laughs> Joey's response. <laughs> Joey still doesn't know. Oh, he's like, uh, H? I don't know. <laughs> they are credited for a song on the soundtrack of this episode. It's called Residual, and it was written by Jake Epstein, who plays Craig, and mm. it was performed by the actual actors, so... Well, if they are good musicians in this scene, I mean, we know some of them are. One of them became the most famous rapper in the world, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe not so good at guitar though. We don't know. Yeah, so uh, they uh, they're all playing, and we have here's the lineup right now. We have Craig on guitar, Spinner on drums, Marco on guitar, and Drake on guitar. <laughs> so three guitars. Ashley and Angie are watching. Arlo, I believe you've spoken about having to go see boyfriend's bands play. Yep. <laughs> so. And I that, just... it's like, it speaks to me too. Like the fact that it's in a garage and she's just sitting on like this trash couch in the garage. Like that is exactly how it is. <laughs> just exactly. Uh, Joey, I mean, even Angie's in there. It's like, Joey, dude, like, come on. But uh, instead... Him and Sydney walk in, and Joey asks how everything is going, and he notices that they have three guitars, uh, and he tells the band that they are limiting themselves. And I mean, he's not wrong. He they is could not use wrong. a bass. Um, but does he pull out a bass? No, he does not pull out a bass. <laughs> so he pulls out his keyboard, his Casio, and he says, "Like this will do bells, sax, piano, anything." <laughs> Uh, and Craig is like, oh, so you want Ashley to join the band? Which would be a step up unless she gets to write the music, but, uh, Joey says, no, no, no. Like, I just want to jam with them now. Okay. Sydney is there with him. Like at this point, intervene or leave, like do something like this is a bad scene. Yeah. She just sits there on the couch rolling her eyes lately. Like, how yeah. how hard is Joey trying to not get any in this scene? <laughs> Just everything he does. Uh, so he gets ready to play something, and he's like, I got a wicked number that I'm dedicating to Angie and Sydney. And then this is, yes, where Drake, uh, Drake asks what key it's in. Mm-hmm. So Joey says H. he doesn't know. He says H. H. Uh, <laughs> and I, but I also thought, like, do those kids really know keys? Like if I he mean, said maybe. if he said, uh, you know, B, does the DeMarco and Drake be like, Oh yeah, we got you? Like, it just doesn't sound like they're at that point. But uh Joey starts playing Everybody Wants Something. The keyboard is set to accordion. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Like it's it's supposed to be comedy. You're supposed to get the sense that Joey is delusional and taking over this band, but like it's kind of over the top. Like, would this really happen? He's really into it. Like, he's like, rock on. Like, really excited about the he, awful playing. Like, he jumps yeah. uh, while he's playing. I, I, I think it's realistic that someone, like a parent figure or whatnot, would try to insert themselves into... Yes. Yeah, that makes somehow sense. Somehow the process. Like, you know, start talking to Craig at the dinner table about what songs they're covering and make 
suggestions or something. Yeah, it was I his do level find of it excitement. A little over the top kinda... that he's like jumping in with the keyboard and playing his own song, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would agree that that's a little bit a little bit far fetched, but show got a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Emma and Manny. Um, oh. This this is kind of weird because we were just at school with Manny and JT. And now we're back at school, and apparently this is right after class, because Emma and Manny are talking about the class. Meanwhile, Craig and his friends are in Joey's garage playing, Mm. so, you know, just pretend that timelines don't mean anything, or that we're on alternate timelines. Uh, So, Manny is talking about how JT was flirting with her. She admits that he is cuter than last year, which I would agree with. (laughs) He looks... Five years older, at least. He looks less like a little twerp, yes. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Emma is like, oh, so you like him? But Manny says, no, but it's good that he is into her because it means her new look is working. And in the end, he is still just JT. So that's great. Oh, She likes the attention. Too. She enjoys the attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Uh, no, I, I got this wrong. They are they were in the mall. They were in the mall after school. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Degrassi, your timeline is fine. I uh, sign off. <laughs> uh, because we know they're in the mall because Manny then says her t- look is a little too tame. And there is a kiosk. It is not a store. It is not Victoria's Secret or Licenza. There is a kiosk in the middle of the mall, uh, like they sell cell phones and accessories. But this one apparently has thongs all over the place. Yep, right off oh. the food court. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, did you did you notice before they go to the thong rack or whatever it is there? Did you notice they walk past a uh, a guy that was buying muffins in a box, <laughs> like a caraway box? Notice. And he I looked, he looked to me anyway, he looked a lot like Paul Gleason, like the principal in the breakfast club. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, it's the principal buying muffins in Toronto. <laughs> I did not notice the guy. I did notice muffins because yeah. what a great name for it's a, a great muffin name. store. They were mm-hmm. marvelous muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so uh, Manny asks about the thong emma is like they shouldn't sell them at the mall and she is holding what i believe is another thong that is uh, like even more like risque yeah studs on it but did you notice that manny holds it up to her face and asks what do you think (laughs) like are you gonna wear it on your head (laughs) she she doesn't know how they work Oh my gosh, <laughs> cradling it right up beside her face. Oh yeah, it matches your eyes perfectly. <laughs> uh, this this one that uh, Emma is wearing, Arlo, what brand is it and how much is it at your store? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we go to the next day at school and probably what? One of the top five most famous scenes in yep, Degrassi definitely. history. Um, we get, I believe that we have the music playing one of those knockoff bands that Arlo mentioned before. Uh, what was the song? You can't get me or talk to the hand or I believe it's get it right this time for this scene. And later it'll, it's talk to the hand. So Manny is wearing low rider jeans with the thong popping right out. I believe the term is whale tail. Mm, oh yeah i was just watching parks and rec last night because i've never seen it before so it's our summer binge and uh it was the 
second episode where Ron Swanson's ex-wife comes back and she's bending over and they're going, whale tail, whale tail. I'm like, what is that? Oh. <laughs> um, we just get like flat out full on shots of this child's ass. Like cameras right Did on it. Did used a butt double? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, I couldn't find any information about it. Uh, so she is walking down the hall. And we see JT speaking with Toby about him and Manny. <clears throat> JT admits that he likes her and starts to say that it's not like she's become a totally different person, but he trails <laughs> off at the end of that sentence because Manny walks by. And at, yeah. that, and at that point, we do get Manny in slow motion. And basically, like, the guys part ways, <laughs> like, like the sea is parting, but it's dudes. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is thrown into a locker by her hotness. Like, <laughs> I missed that. Backwards. I wish I had seen that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if we have any younger listeners who are like, wow, like, why would she wear it like that or that kind of thing? It actually was popular at that time to have okay. a thong showing above your on your really low rise jeans. And I don't know how popular it was for the regular population, but for like pop stars and celebrities and stuff like that, like that kind of stuff was definitely showing up in fashion at that time. It's not. So that's 2003? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, in October of 2003, I had an infant, so I certainly wasn't wearing anything like that on my body. Um, but I do recall girls wearing the ultra low rise jeans and then their thong sticking up at the back. But I don't ever recall seeing the front of a girl's underwear sticking up. Is, is that a thing? Like, when they showed her from the front, I'm like, wait, what now? You can see the front of her thong? That's gross. I, mean, I don't know. Like I've never Britney seen Spears that did it, you know? That... Oh, I guess I was out of touch with that segment of the population at that point in time. Um, oh. So when she walks by JT and Toby, JT is, is staring at her, and he walks right into that separator that uh, yeah. separates oh, that would the hurt two so doors. Bad. Um, yes. And I, I have to say, and Arlo, you may remember this, but uh, me and my friend Lauren both had a trick that uh, could oh, could yeah. yeah, where you would like you would walk into the door separator or into the side of the door and make it look like you hit your head. Um, and like we actually got real sympathy from people sometimes. So I had completely forgotten about that. <laughs> yes. You fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. We were cool. We were the coolest. So Oh uh, that would hurt a lot. Oh. So also who can't stop staring at Manny's thong is Liberty. Uh, <laughs> though for totally different reasons. We have the shot in class of like Manny sitting there with her underwear sticking out. Liberty is behind her. Not at all impressed. And she says, Manny, are you aware that I can see your underpants? <laughs> I laughed out loud. Can we just stop for a minute and appreciate how funny the word underpants is? <laughs> I love that she chooses that word. It's so much funnier than underwear. I say Way underpants funnier. as much as I can because I like it so much more. <laughs> yep. Uh, Manny says, are you aware that I don't care? Liberty says some people don't want to see it. And Manny says some people shouldn't look. <laughs> Liberty asks if Manny has so little confidence that she has to show her entire body. And Manny says what she wears is none of Liberty's business. 
Liberty says it's against the code of conduct and points out that if uh, that she could tell Radich about it, to which I thought... Well, you just know she's going to. Well, and I also thought, how many teachers have seen this and not told Radich? Like... If it's mm-hmm. if it's widely known, like you know, I don't want to be a snitch, but if it's widely known across the school that this is against the code of conduct, where are the teachers, including the one in class that is about to do, uh, or, or well, later on we'll see what happens. So, mm-hmm. uh, I wrote a haiku for it. Oh, please! Nice. I wrote a liberty haiku and a many haiku. Please. So the liberty haiku is: Are you aware that? I can see your underpants. <laughs> Code violation. <laughs> oh, I love it. And, and Manny's is, I want to be hot. Three for ten, Lacenza bin. Mission accomplished. <laughs> well done. Oh. You're giving uh, you're giving Barry and Tim a run for their money. Uh, by the way, uh, shout out to Tim who um, we were. I was trying to see if he could join us this evening as well, but he is getting a second dose tonight. So, ooh, lucky! Good job. Uh, good job. Their Tim? long their long form songs are so good. I don't think I'll ever be able to write a sea shanty. I'll stick to the haiku. Those are great. Uh, so they should have called this episode the Thong Song. Just saying. Oh yeah. Anyways. Uh, so outside of the school, uh, we have Emma and Manny handing out flyers to sight, uh, with just like (laughs) horny guys surrounding them, uh, clearly into Manny. Um, Emma though points out that another guy is into her and it's JT who is staring at her from across the, uh, you know, he's on the steps. They're kind of, I think they're across the street, but uh, so she says uh, he's going to ask her out, and as she's talking about him asking her out, Liberty comes by and says, who will ask Manny out? And Emma says, JT, and asks if that is cute, and Liberty says she doesn't know, she didn't know that Manny liked JT, and Manny says she might. We don't really get more into this, but of course, we've all, it's been established that Liberty is into JT. I mean, it's great to know that everything works out well for them in the end. Well, mm. for a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I don't think Manny doesn't like JT. I think she likes him as a default. Like, she wants someone to be He's a fair weather boy. Yeah. Until exactly. someone better comes along. Exactly. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean, unfortunate. I don't it's think typical it's, girl behavior. Yeah, it's pretty typical. It's not yeah. unusual for girls that age, I don't think. Yeah, guys no. never do that. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, JT approaches and Emma pulls Liberty away. They say they have to go to a meeting. And so we get another conversation. This time he says, oh, he thinks he interrupted a meeting about endangered platypuses. (laughs) Manny says it's more serious than that. And uh, JT says... Sure it is. It's about toilet seats. (laughs) Oh, JT asks, what's more serious than a mammal that can lay eggs? And I thought, JT doesn't know that. Like, (laughs) that's a sentence that he wouldn't know. Um, And then he's like, hey, Manny, what about your platypus? Uh, Before he can actually get into this conversation, uh, we get Sully walking by. And he asks Manny if she's going to be at this thing. Uh, And uh, Manny says, yes, her and her best friend are organizing it. And he says, maybe he'll show up. And he takes a pamphlet. And as he walks away, uh, Manny is now very distracted and not really hearing what JT has to say. Because Sully 
the hottie. She cannot hide her attraction to Sully. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in school, Manny is now sitting in the meeting. So this meeting is in, it's in like a, like a little resource office, but all the windows, like all the, like a fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. So there are guys sitting around her. There are guys out in the hallway staring at her. There's just horny guys everywhere. Like so many little boners. Uh, she's totally into the attention. Uh, Emma and Ashley are trying to lead the meeting. But it's clear that nobody in there is paying attention to anything. What are anything. they even fucking talking about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like they're talking about tropical. Don't buy tropical wood. So when your parents want to buy a, to- a wooden toilet seat, you need to tell them not to. <laughs> yeah. Was this a thing in the early aughts to buy tropical hardwood toilet seats? I don't remember this. I don't either. <laughs> she made it sound like it was a big deal. Like millions of hectares of forests are being cut down for your parents' toilet seat. I mean, I, I, I get the sentiment, right? Like, it's, you know, don't buy wood products that are made from rainforest wood because of deforestation. Yeah. It's like, okay, but it's just toilet like, seat. they're just hammering at home on the fucking toilet seats. Yeah. And I'm like, have I ever even seen a wooden toilet seat? Like, I don't I've know. seen them, but I think they're like cheap wood things from home hardware, not not high end yeah not high end teak toilet seats only the highest end wood most endangered wood for my butt (laughs) 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 Uh, so JT Toby and Sully walk in Uh, Sully starts talking to Manny and he's a fucking douche he's like yeah he's yucky he's like Manny what's that short for and she says Manuela and he's like Manuela nice (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, did you notice what Ashley was wearing in the meeting there? I did not. <laughs> she, she had like, I don't know, she wasn't wearing black in this episode, but she was wearing like this green t-shirt and then she appeared to have a halter top over a regular t-shirt. <laughs> so it looked like a going out clubbing type t-shirt, I'm yeah. sure, or clubbing shirt, like I'm sure I wore something like that in university, but with a t-shirt underneath it. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to wear the halter top, but she is aware of the Degrassi code of conduct. Mm, so. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, her, her her gothness kind of disappeared this season. Yeah. It was so important to her last season. This is who she is. Mm-hmm. But no, she's just like, eh, yeah. I guess I'm okay being lightly emo. <laughs> we've toned it down. We or we've just <laughs> we've just morphed into like, you know, I mean there there's a in the Venn diagram of emo and goth, there's a big area that overlaps. So she's, she's just navigating, right? Yeah, she wore a black lay to the <laughs> fucking did. end of yeah. your dance, okay? And now she's just like, wearing a green t-shirt. <laughs> uh, so we see the outside of a um, TV station, I guess. CQJH is the name. And Caitlin is there, so we had already established at the start of the season, for whatever reason, that wasn't explained, Caitlin just moved back from L.A. and is now working in Toronto. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Joey shows up, and he asks if he can borrow a video camera. And so she's like, what's it for? He says, Craig's band. Caitlin says that Joey must be having flashbacks, because, of course, I mean, Joey at least didn't ask her to wear a bikini in the music video, so that's good. <laughs> Uh, Joey says they were jamming in the garage and what it's like to be in the zits again. And Caitlin, at least she says a little bit. She's like, uh, you were jamming? 
Joey says Craig needs some direction. If the zits had direction, maybe things would have been different. I disagree. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe if wheels had some direction around that other car. Uh, so uh, she says maybe if they'd written more than one song. So then she gives him a camera, and I'm like, is that a work camera? Yeah, right? Like, She's that, just going to give it to her friends to use? Yeah, like sure. to film his teenage son in the garage? Maybe she has a personal stash of cameras. Maybe. She tells Joy to remember that they're teenagers. So she's not outright saying it, but she is kind of the most voice of reason in Joy's life right now. So that's good. Uh, so then we go right to the scene with the band being filmed by Joey. He is very into it. Craig clearly isn't. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Joey says the camera's for the audience. So, like, this scene, it's also over the top. But I feel, you know, as we were talking earlier, this feels a little bit more believable than Joey playing the keyboard and hopping around with the kids. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So he suggests that the band start with doing cover songs and he he suggests faith. You like that, Craig? <laughs> well, and they're just like scandalized, and I'm like, yeah. hey, that's. A I like song. George Michael, Shut up. and I like that song. <laughs> I I like Faith too, but Faith did not have three guitars. In fact, I believe that the main guitar in Faith was acoustic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Unless they want to Fred Durst it and oh, go yeah. all in biscuit style. You gotta have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God worst cover of all time uh so uh joey's phone rings so he has to leave the room to take the call and when he leaves the boys immediately start making fun of joey uh they say that it's pathetic uh yes they're oh. appalled that they're covering faith uh craig says uh says he needs to talk to joey or they say craig you need to talk to joey and he's like what am i supposed to tell him he says Joey is so deluded that he thinks he's in the band. He's embarrassing himself. Blah, 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 blah. The key to this is the camera is still mm -hmm. rolling. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now we're back at school. We get a quick appearance here from Sean in his rad gangster hoodie. Um, honestly, like... Doesn't give Manny the time of day. No. He's just kind of like, all right. No, Sean I mean, is cool he, honestly, AF. he barely gives Emma the time of day. Like, have you noticed that their relationship is very, very chaste in comparison yeah. to the other couples that we've seen? Like, they do not seem to have any affection whatsoever for each other, which, honestly, it's Emma doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. And I mean, spoiler alert, the end is coming near for these two, at least for this iteration of their relationship. But, uh, like, he doesn't kiss her hello or goodbye or any of those things that we're seeing from like Spinner and Paige or like Ashley and Craig like they they don't seem to have a very yeah there's no there's no PDA element there yeah well and like they're very different and it's starting to really show at this point like Emma's got her clubs uh uh Sean is clearly into shop and seems to be interested in doing well you know, there's and yeah, they just don't seem very well matched, do they? Well, it doesn't help that Emma's like a passive aggressive bitch whenever he doesn't have time <laughs> to help her with her shit. Like, like in this scene, yeah, <laughs> like in this scene, she's like, You missed my meeting, and he's like, I was helping Mr. L in shop. And it's like, again, Emma, like, you know, this kid has struggled in school and has got issues. Now he's found something that he's good at, it's giving him confidence, and you're just like, Oh, you yeah. could help with my billboard, my meeting, oh, yeah. toilet scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
so he asks how the meeting was, and Emma says uh, he was the only guy who wasn't there. And she says, uh, you know, he's asking more about this. And she says, well, they weren't there for me or the meeting. And that's when Manny shows up and she's still dressed up. And Sean doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, "Uh uh-huh. He chuckles and he leaves. (laughs) I think he does give a fuck. I think he's just smart enough to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) I think Manny walks up and he's just like, oh, I'm going to leave before I stare at this person. (laughs) (laughs) That would be bad for me. (laughs) Uh, Manny is kind of oblivious she's very happy that the turnout was so amazing and emma notes well only if they come back and then manny says don't worry i'll make them so such confidence in this one uh, yeah that's what that's the part that just seems really kind of startling to me uh emma asks what's happening with jt and manny is again daydreaming she's like what do you like emma manny or manuela Sully likes Manuela. He says it's exotic. (laughs) Okay, that bothered me. Ugh, exotic. It's just her name. Uh, And then she says, oh yeah, did you say something? So again, not paying attention to Emma. And right at that point, we get Mr. Raditz showing up. (laughs) He tells Manny that her outfit doesn't adhere to the school code of conduct. Manny says, everyone wears crop tops, which is a fantastic response. (laughs) Uh, he says it's not about that. He expects to come in an outfit that doesn't reveal her undergarments, which I wish he'd said underpants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manny says lowriders are in, and he says he has had some complaints, and that's kind of that for now. Were you guys allowed to wear crop tops in your... I mean, were the students allowed to wear crop tops in your high school or junior high? I don't remember what it was like when I was in high school, but when I was teaching years, like maybe uh, 2016-ish, so about five years ago, the, the, the administration was trying to uh, tamp down the girls that were wearing um, at the time. I think by then jeans were higher, so it wasn't underwear showing, but it, what was in fashion was girls wearing things with open backs so that the bras were really apparent because they were kind of cut low on the side too and all open at the back. So you could basically see the side and the whole back of their bra. And the girls were so offended. Like, oh, I, you know, I can wear this. La, 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 la. But, I, I definitely pushed the limits of my school's dress code when <laughs> I was in high school. Um, I definitely wore crop tops. Um, I never had my underwear showing. That wasn't like a thing yet. But I definitely wore lower rise pants and crop tops and short skirts for sure. I don't think low rise jeans were, well, I mean, they didn't really exist until I was in university and I don't even think I knew what thongs were until probably university. Like, so I don't know, maybe I was just a prude, but (laughs) Manny buying one at 14 with rhinestones all over it. And I think I bought my first very plain ones at age 20 Probably in the three for ten Lysenza bin. <laughs> Ugh, I hate thongs. Oh, me too. Like, you paid for a wedgie. Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah, I'm all about boycott. Oh, like, the part that's right up against your inner bum parts is right close to everything else. Not You can keep going healthy. with this conversation. I'll just sit back. Mm. And <laughs> no, it's all you. good. Um, nope. Yeah, was I, your dress code a little bit more conservative, Alan? It was, no. It I was, don't know why I think you're 
high school was more conservative. You know what? When I'm thinking dress code, Arlo, I'm thinking more about the call centers we worked in. Mm. Um, And there are two Mm -hmm. things I remember. Number one is the stupid saying, if, what is it? If it, if, if your skin touches chair, you're too bare, I believe was (laughs) the term. Uh, which was the idea for the dress code. The other one was, I remember once very early after Arlo and I moved to Ottawa, um, this, uh, this girl showed up for work and she was wearing a mesh top and like, Mm. like you could see everything underneath it. And like, normally the course of action is like, if it's a female that has a dress code issue, you have a female speak with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, this was so egregious, I was just like, we're not taking our time here. Like, I was just like, you can't wear that. You need to put something on. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you just need to. And then that night, we went out to the bar, and there was a girl at the bar, different girl, wearing the same shirt. And I said to her, uh, you wouldn't believe, but somebody thought that they could wear that to uh, to my office this morning. And that person and I became friends and are still friends to this day. So, hmm. Nice. There you go. So thank you, dress code. Uh, so Joey is watching the footage of the shit that he taped with the band. And Aww. Craig is inside as well. So he starts to kind of go over and watch what Joey's watching. And uh, as they're watching together, they conveniently get to the part where Aww. the guys are mean. <laughs> and Joey's little sad face. Oh, yeah. And Craig is Homer into the bushes. He just slinks off. <laughs> he just backs up. He's like, bye. <laughs> uh, so the next day we are at school. Emma is walking again with Manny, who is still in this big, I guess it looks like an overcoat now. Like, I guess not like a full, like private detective overcoat, but. Um... It reminds me of my hoodie that I own now, except open at the front, <laughs> like a really squishy sweater. So she takes it off, and Emma's eyes now, like, cartoonishly bug out at the outfit. And she asks Manny if she wants to get suspended, which is funny, because Emma got suspended the previous year because she wouldn't shut... Yeah, on purpose. So what's she care? Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, you heard what Radich said. So again, now Emma respects the Radich law, I guess. Uh, But Manny reveals that... Radich said that she uh, that there is no visible underwear allowed, and do you see any underwear? Emma says no, and Manny says, that's because I'm not wearing any. (laughs) Why the sultry voice to her friend? Uh (laughs) Uh, So we get another shot of her ass as she walks down the hall again, and guys staring again. Are they not the same jeans she wore yesterday? They look like the same jeans. They probably are the same jeans. So why are everyone's eyes bugging out? It's the exact same jeans. And now there's no underwear showing, so... I mean, not that I would pay attention closely to these things, but, like, (laughs) it's a lot more interesting with the underwear, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so why are they, like, going all gaga again? Plus, a girl walks by her here that's basically wearing the same pants and a crop top. So she's not the only person dressing like that in the school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> we are now in science class with the grade nines. Miss H is talking to the class about frogs. And they have... A, okay, so she's talking about frogs. There's a live frog at the front of the class. And she's like, who would like to feed the frog? And I was like, this isn't what happens in class. Like, No. 
What Unless lesson is this? Unless it's a dead this? frog, they wouldn't even be in your class. But like you wouldn't, you know, you might call someone up to write something on the blackboard, but you're not going to have yeah. someone come up to feed a frog in front of the class as part of your lesson. Yeah. Look at the frog eating. Yeah. <laughs> they like food. Did you know? <laughs> Uh, so Manny is called upon, so she gets up, and as she walks to the front of the class, every guy leans in to, uh, and get a Liberty. Uh, yes. Liberty. Also, Emma at the back of the class, tucked in, is also leading forward. Yeah, yes. everyone. Uh, Miss H, completely oblivious to this, also oblivious to when Manny is trying to feed the frog, but she drops something on the ground, and she mm. bends down to pick it up, and there is more leaning from everybody and right at that moment where her ass is going to pop out of her uh pants jt yells stop and asks why she gets to feed the frogs and he doesn't and miss h is 100 percent oblivious to what's happening <laughs> because you didn't ask <laughs> um you were talking about how you you know saw a lot of underwear back in the day also like lots of ass cracks yeah, what was the big deal here? I was kind of confused. So he was worried that people were going to see the top of her bum crack? Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, you saw everybody's bum crack back then because your pants were so low. Yeah, like, guys I, and I girls, right? Like, Yeah, was it that big of a deal? Like, there were so many bum cracks showing. I, I cannot mm. remember seeing, like, in this time, like, 2003 to, you know, like, the five years there, like, I don't think I ever saw so many asses in my life, like... <laughs> That yeah. weren't like and they didn't have to I'm go dating. and pick up frog food off the floor. They were just sitting in their desk and you could see it. Yeah. As soon as you sat with your legs at 90 degrees, your <laughs> bum crack popped out. <laughs> mm. uh, so after class, JT approaches Manny in the hall and asks if she'd like to see a movie uh, tomorrow. And <laughs> behind Manny oh, turns around dickhead Sully. Sully. <sighs> okay, so... I mean, oh yeah, he's an asshole, right? He's like, he sees oh, JT like a, and he shows his hand and he's like, bye bye. And yeah, then he's like, mm, I'm busy tomorrow. So he leaves. And I'm like, okay, like Manny, would you, like, you just saw him be an asshole. Like, yeah. And she stands up for people like totally out of character, right? Yeah. She stands up for people. Like, oh. how does she look at that and be like, oh, my hero. Like, I want to go out with him. He's so nice. But that being said, like, I feel bad for JT in all of these situations, but like, he wasn't really chasing Manny around until she started wearing thongs. So that's true. Fair. It's very true, and she doesn't have to go out with someone just because they ask her out. No, no. Like I, I think that she did kind of flirt with him <clears throat> when she didn't necessarily. I mean, I think when she was flirting with him, she did have an intention of maybe going out with them. It's just yeah. that you know something better came along, which isn't very nice, I guess. But I don't think she owes JT anything. Like you can flirt with yeah, anybody. And and to her credit, I think she did say she had plans, right? Like, at least she didn't lie and come up with some, like, cover lie excuse. She just said she had plans or something. Yeah. Which she did. She did. Just with a gross boy. Uh, so Emma pulls Manny aside and says, how could you do that to, to JT? And she says Manny is getting a huge ego. And mm -hmm. Manny says, just because I'm dressing like a, an Emma jumps in and says, like, an idiot, which honestly is not the word I thought she would use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she says she cares uh, about how Manny is acting and 
So they get into a fight at this point. Like, Mammy says that she's always there for Emma when she fights with Sean, when her mom is pregnant, and for her stupid environmental club. And again, it's just like, well, you got paid by Spike for all those things. Like, this was business. Yeah. I feel like Manny is 100% right, though, in this scenario. Like, I I don't think that Emma's, like, jealous necessarily of her look or anything like that. But I, Manny has been there. She, like, sticks by Emma through all of her bullshit. And, like, Emma is so quick to judge. I would agree. That's true. Like, what has Manny really done to Emma? Nothing. Nothing. She so. turned down JT for a date. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so what, she should be forced to go out with JT when she wants to go out with someone else instead. Maybe uh, Emma should have called Sully on his jerk behavior there. Exactly. Instead, right? Manny was polite to JT. She just said no politely, but Sully, I mean, she would have heard Sully too. He was the one that was being mean. It's true. Um, so Emma says that her club isn't stupid and Manny says the one time it's about, it's not about you, you do this to me. And Emma says she's just concerned, but Manny says it sounds like you're jealous. And Emma says, just forget it. And she leaves. And Manny says, if you can't accept me, then don't talk to me. And I guess that's the end of her getting that spike money. So how is she going to buy thongs and lowriders? Mm. It's a mystery. Wait for the sales. Wait for the sales at Losenza. <laughs> uh, Craig is walking home and Joey is sitting on the front steps like a day later, still sulking over this. Like, I get that it was sad, but you're a grown, grown ass man. Like, also, like, they're teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't even have to be as stupid as Joey for them to be like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, you could just walk up to a teenager who's with their yes. friends and be like, hi. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe my mom said that. <laughs> yeah, like, by definition, as their parent, you're embarrassing. Yeah, but but Joey mm-hmm. is very sad about this. Uh, Craig says that he was at a rehearsal in Marco's basement. He apologizes, and Joey says, no, Joey should have known better. And then he talks about, like, I, I mean, I guess this is all true. Like, he's like, my band meant everything. Anything felt possible. Now I'm in my 30s. <laughs> Except and writing a second song. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> I mean, I get that that's what you were like when you were a dumb kid. But, like, you're a fucking grown-ass man now. Like, he says one day he's in his 30s and he has a daughter and a teenage stepson. And the first thing I thought was, this dude is having a midnight life crisis and he's in a decade younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he tells... Um, uh, he offers to give up his garage again, and he tells Craig he will stay out of their way. And that kind of wraps up that storyline. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. And finally, we get Manny at the dot. She is with Sully. Um, she sees outside Emma and JT walking together. And it's still called the, the, T, the T dot at this point. Oh, okay. I don't know if you see oh. it in this episode, but next episode you'll see it's called the T dot, and mm. they change it later to just the dot. Hmm. Um, and Emma and JT, I don't remember them ever walking together. I know they've been friends for a long time, whatever. But they're walking across the street, looking like all sad, like. Well, and talk about dressing like an idiot. Like Emma has a bag that is literally down to her fucking ankles. And I'm like, I don't remember this trend. <laughs> oh, was that the one that looked like it was an Afghan? Yeah, like it's a super long strap and like it's literally down to 
like her her knees and i'm just i don't remember that being no i don't know a trend but i don't know i was a little older at that time too so maybe it just wasn't a trend for me uh so they they like look at each other manny's looking at them out the window they're both looking across at her it's like in her giant super mario hat (laughs) (laughs) it's a me manuela <laughs> yeah, and Emma gives her like the death stare, and mm-hmm. JT gives her the wounded puppy stare. <laughs> <laughs> and then the worst part about this whole scene is Sully coming over with coffees, and he's like, Ew. "Manuela, is something wrong?" Like he would notice or care. Yeah. Oh, fucking douche. Yeah. Uh, Manny says everything is great. Still looking sadly at her friends. And that's the end of the show. So, yeah. You got and the I'll look. I'll tell you, I don't mind this episode's ending, unlike some of the other episodes, because I feel like with Next Generation, there's too many episodes that wrap up with a neat little bow. And this yeah, one this... is in, in, in the style of the classic Degrassi. Yes. It kind of ends on a question mark as to yeah. did I do the right thing or not? Where is this going to go from here? Yeah, and, and that's pretty that. realistic too. Like girl, girl relationships too, right? Like boys getting in the way and all that sort of thing. And like, are we friends anymore? And then you can kind of drift apart. And yeah, it was it that felt real. As you would expect, lots of comments on the Degrassi wiki page <laughs> for this one. Um, <laughs> one person says the start of Manny's iconic looks, two thousands icon, which feels. A little overblown. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, someone has, there is an animated gif of the uh, ass shot walking down the hall with oh. the word iconic <laughs> over it. <laughs> so uh, one person I mean, said, I guess it is iconic to Next Generation. It's uh, one of the more famous episodes, I would say. I didn't realize that before you guys told me that. I think I'm seeing all these for the first time. I think I'd, I thought I had seen more than I really had. I think maybe I watched the uh, mother-daughter, the reunion ones, and then kind of stopped after because school was busy. And again, no one else that I lived with was interested in Degrassi at all. So when you have Are to you yelling TV, that out to your husband right now? And no, no one was no. interested in my Nobody. hobbies. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, sharing a common room TV and uh, yeah. no one else wants to watch Degrassi. They want to watch whatever else was on at the time, Monday Night Raw or Thursday Night Raw. Oh, well, else. I would watch that over Degrassi. Yeah, Sorry, I know. But, uh, Incidentally, that was the one and only year I ever really watched wrestling. You should get back into it. Just, well, yeah. AEW, just saying. Anyways. Oh, right. <laughs> um, Dallas Cubs says she looked gross. Um, disagree. I thought she looked cute. Uh, lol dude that uh, said Manny is always actually I'll read these exact words in order Manny is <laughs> will always be on my all time favorite characters but I have to say she was kind of naughty lol so <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, uh, and so on and so on and so on um, one person said that how could Manny pick Sully over JT Sully is a jerk um, and is he the, in the rest of the series much? I think we still see some of Sully. He's, he's here hmm. and there, yeah. Oh, okay. He'll be around. I'm just looking at the Sully page. Uh, he <laughs> is going to show up at least two more times. Uh, oh. 
in this season, and then he goes back to his home planet at the end of this season. So, uh, all right. So, final thoughts. We'll start with our guest. What do you think? Yeah. Well, it. Uh, I know. Having missed season two, there were some bits of backstory that I didn't really uh, know too much, but I guess it was pretty decent standalone because I didn't feel too lost with it. Um, yeah, like I said, it seemed like Manny kind of switched her her confidence level kind of overnight with the underwear, which I thought of any piece of clothing, having your underwear up like that would, I don't know, me anyway, would feel a little more vulnerable and less confident if my underwear was showing, but to each his own. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I liked seeing the the relationship with uh, Emma and Manny kind of go through some real rawness because that's you know that's what girls do in high school. I think it like really kind of realistic storyline for Manny yeah. in my opinion. Like I think that that does happen to girls where they realize all of a sudden around that age that they suddenly have developed this body. And they're starting to experiment with what it means to show that off. And they start to get attention for it. And they start to like that attention. And, like, I don't I don't think that that's an unrealistic scenario. I mean, obviously, it's, you know, melodrama. So it's a little bit elevated. But I think um, having an interest in starting to show off your body and show off your sexuality at around that age is totally realistic i was a fan i don't know what else to say it's like it's uh <laughs> it's been a while since we had a show like a you know like i've i've enjoyed all of these shows but i think it's been a while and we've been kind of anticipating that things start to really pick up this season and uh this has certainly been it so far like yeah you guys have been hinting at some big tragedy and i i, I mean i know some of the more obvious ones like jimmy and stuff uh, i kind of know bits and bobs of it but um the pace must pick up pretty quickly then because there's what about 22 episodes a, a season and i think you guys were talking like season four a lot of stuff goes off the rails for oh, a lot of people amazing season best oh. best school ever is it the well, van down uh, when is the van down by the river is that season four it or is, is. That later? oh really mm -hmm. okay so if that's season four and this is where emma is now that just seems like a real quick jump to me but I don't know. There's a lot was... that happens in between. A lot. Well, the next couple episodes, too, are just excellent, I thought. So oh. there's, like, uh, really... I'm all excited. I feel like Ted. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know anything, really. <laughs> all the details. I'm like, ooh. Like, there's, there's a lot less... Like, this episode in particular, like, sometimes when I'm watching the episodes, like, I just get so frustrated with the characters. It fills me with rage, especially, like, <laughs> Emma, for example. But, like, this episode was very low on the rage for me. I just really enjoyed it. And there's a B-plot in the next two episodes that are coming up, which are Pride Parts 1 and 2, by the way, which, uh, here are a review um... of Part 1 next week, but, um, I actually feel bad for him in the two episodes. <laughs> like, I'm like, what's happening to me? Yep. <laughs> so, yep. So, so yeah, sure. but they uh, they do a really good job of it. And like, you know, we had the kind of goofy story B plot storyline on this episode, but but the next two like the A and B plots are really good. Yeah, it's like all killer, no filler. Yeah. So, oh wow. So yeah. it's it's certainly hmm. starting to pick up. So I mean, if you're still journeying through this, I wouldn't say that season two is skippable. If you know, they're easy to watch, but. If yeah. you really want to get to the meteor stuff, season three is where to where to begin. So interesting. 
Wow, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so, uh, thanks a lot for joining us, Mia. This has been great. Uh, Thank you. It was very fun. Uh, and hopefully, we'll you know, if we keep going with this for many more seasons, hopefully we can do this again. And, yeah, I'd um, love to. And, yeah, thanks uh, so much for joining us. That's It was absolutely awesome to have you here. And, uh, Very fun. I'm glad to have finally found my Degrassi friends. Yeah. <laughs> we were on the internet all along. don't have along. to be embarrassed anymore. <laughs> That's what you can tell people. They're like, you watch that show? I have friends who watch that show from the internet. Yeah, I met them on the internet. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, in a week's time or so, we'll be coming out with Pride Part 1. So stick around for that. And uh, until then, thanks for joining us. Peace. Bye. Bye. Well, I just said I'd never do my homework. I would stay up Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah!